0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management.
1: We carry on through our day as if everything is just fine. But for many of us, it's merely a mask covering up all the emotion simmering just under the surface. Welcome to Stories from the Heart of Leadership with Shameen Sadek. In this program, you'll hear from others who face the same adversities in life as the rest of us. But these individuals have redirected their energies to creating extraordinary ideas and concepts. Find out what they are and what's behind the motive. Now, here is your host, Shameen Sadiq.
2: Hello, and welcome to week number five of Stories from the Heart of Leadership on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. I'm your host, Shamin Sadek, and I'm so delighted to be here with you today. Our topic is grace and beauty of Egyptian dance. Now, you might be wondering, what on earth does this have to do with leadership? Well, it actually has quite a lot to do with leadership. Here's the thing some of you sent me some feedback after last week's show, acknowledging the ease with which the conversation between myself and my guest flowed back and forth and how um, I seem to be able to almost make a conversation out of anything that comes my way. Well, I attribute this to the addition of dance to my my work. Here's an example from my own life. So when I was young, I was always streamed into things that were more intellectually oriented. I did a lot of science. I did a lot of math. I put a lot of value on what was logical, linear, and rational. And I largely led my life from that place using these gifts of intellect and my mind. So uh, last year i was I was in a relationship with someone, and my mind said, "Well, this is how it's supposed to unfold. You meet someone, you get together, you become a couple, then you start blending your homes, and eventually you end up cohabitating and and having a family together. Uh, it didn't quite turn out that way. <laughs> and What I realized was that my rational mind thought that was the way it was supposed to go. So when it was all over, I tried to make it that way. I tried to fix it and promised to do things differently if only it would unfold in the way that I'd always thought it would. Ease and flow, however, were also in play. And what I didn't realize was that if I just allowed that ease and flow to come in, everything was going to be just fine. And by just fine, what I mean is I moved on. I found someone else to uh, enter a relationship with. And I had a really rough weekend where things went really difficult at home and this person was there for me. This person was willing to listen to me, was willing to listen to all my ridiculous fears and concerns and reassure me that uh, everything was just fine. So I guess what I'm saying is, if I had stuck to the rational linear way of things, um, one would have thought that things ended really badly because it didn't unfold the way I thought. But because ease and flow played a part in this story, I was able to welcome in an an alternate possibility, something else that I never would have seen had I not been open to something different. So about four years ago, I was in my linear kind of way thinking about life and leadership and my work, and someone who I was working with, an energy therapist actually, said to me, you know, you seem to have a lot of energy in your body that you're not really tapping into. I suggest that you start dancing. And I said, dancing? What on earth does dancing have to do with leadership, leadership development, executive coaching, facilitation? What on earth could, you know, am I going to ask people to dance? She said, well, maybe. But here's the thing. You have this—you have wisdom in your body that you could actually be tapping into. There's ease and flow that's available to you that doesn't come from the mind. So I thought, okay. And I, I went to... At uh, the Egyptian Dance Academy, a dance school that's close to where I live, and I basically walked in and said, I'm here to take a beginner class. The very first person I met is our guest today. Her name is Nada El Masriya. She's the owner and operator of the Egyptian Dance Academy, and she was my first teacher, and I've been studying with her ever since. Now, studying with her is a, a big term, and I won't claim to be fully immersed in the study. I go to class once a week, sometimes a little bit more often, but what I am enjoying is how this fluidity and um, gracefulness is adding to my work. It's I call it complementary cross-training, and so we're going to talk more about that as our show goes on, but for now, let me introduce you to Nada Al-Masriya. She is a beautiful soul, a tremendous dancer, a fantastic teacher. And uh, one of the greatest living belly dancers uh, known, Fifi Abdo, calls her the ambassador of Egyptian dance in Canada. And I would have to agree. Welcome, Nada.
3: Hi, Shemaine. Oh, my God, you just made me shiver with all those words. You're amazing. (laughs) It it, it is. It's I. It's amazing.
2: Thank you, thank you. And you are too. Uh, We were talking before the call about how belly dance helps people and I really wanted to make sure that you heard that story. It has made such a tremendous difference in my life so I thank you very much for that. Thank you. you. So tell us, Nada, about the Egyptian Dance Academy and what you're up to these days.
3: Um, The Egyptian Dance Academy um, was with with previously known as hanan's belly dance studio we have um um basically our goal is is, is like simple it's very simple i mean it's just to promote the egyptian dance um and what may uh, a lot of uh, um uh, north american knows it as belly dance uh, with with a lot of different variety in it that no one knows the name of them but we won't go into that subject uh, um, just promoting it to average people, to everybody, to, to, to talk about it and make sure that everybody understands the benefit of it. That it is not just a simple exercise. It's not just, a, uh, I, I mean, I know that you know that because you've studied it with, uh, with the, with the academia and with myself. But, uh, our goal is to really make sure everybody knows the benefit of that and, and understand it and feel it. I think you won't, you won't really agree. Nobody will agree un- unless they really try it and feel, the feeling that I have every time I stand in the front of a class and I dance. I've been doing it for many, many years now, and I still get the exact same excitement, the exact same um, satisfaction in the end of the class.
2: You know that is so apparent. I I just appreciate so much your enthusiasm as a teacher and I sometimes wonder, you know, because I feel like I've been dancing for 4 years and I still sometimes feel like a beginner in many respects and I wonder, gosh, she must be getting so tired of having to teach me that same thing over and over again.
3: Never <laughs> never. Never <laughs> never. I love it. I love it, Shamin, you know. Tell it's me. life. It's like yeah. when you're standing there, when when I'm standing there teaching, for me, it's almost like breathing. It's something that I enjoy so much that I never, ever will, give, will ever get bored of it.
2: How did you find this beautiful art? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. How did you find Egyptian dance?
3: You know what? It, it is, I started dancing in Egypt, and that was a long time ago. Like um, I know I'm losing years now. I don't want to say what you're exactly. <laughs> um, but when I started, when I started in Egypt, you know, for me, it was a professionally. Like, I have a, I was, I, I was finishing my degree in law at that time and I needed, um, you know, you know, some sort of activity on the side that it's fun and sort of, you know, immerse, emerging on, on the culture and my culture and stuff like that. So, for me, it was just a, um, sort of, a, at first, it was, it was, a hobby turned into a professional uh career beside my my um finishing my degree in law and then when i moved to canada i was all i was looking for is just to dance just to perform you know as i did in egypt um but it turned to into a big career that i understand now why i'm doing it like for for me it's like you said earlier um it's like um sitting on the same water over and over, you don't really feel that you are in anything. And that was the case in Egypt. I was living in it. It was part of my culture. It was fun, but it wasn't more than that. But when I moved to, to Canada and I started teaching here, that's when I understood the power, the, the empowerment and the power of, uh, that affects, how it affects women and how the magical, I call it the magical touch, you know, because when I have students the first time in the academy, and after six weeks, in six weeks, I mean, it's not even six weeks, it's six hours, right? Yes. And you see the magical changes on, on, on the, you know, average women and how they're much more happier, they're much more relaxed, they're much more confident. All the stuff became for me is as if every time you gain that power, I gain it twice as much. It became for me like it's, 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 um, it's, it's needed. I have to do it.
2: Wow, that's uh, that's the definition, really, of of um, authentic leadership is is doing what you love, offering your gifts fully um, because you couldn't do anything but that. Yeah. It's very yeah. very inspiring. Tell us, yeah. just tell us a couple of the things that you notice that change in people in those first six weeks.
3: Um, I'll, like uh, usually, the first thing that. Starts changing, like in in a student. Like um, when we, it's funny because I, I'm working now. I haven't I haven't taught beginner for quite a long time, and I start I start teaching beginners again uh, around six months ago. Yes. And um, I I love I love beginner Shamin. I, mean. I love them so much. You know, it's because you 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 see the students the first time in the class, and they're pretty shy. They're um, you know, they're not sure, quite sure why they chose to come and belly dance, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, and then after the second, third class, slowly, like you're seeing that transformation of them now they're 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 talking, you know, they're 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 answering questions, they're involving themselves in the questions, they're reading more about what the art look like. And the transformation in, in themselves it really becomes so clear. It's the number one I notice is that they smile more. You know, the first class, nobody smiles. Everybody's <laughs> thinking way, 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 way too much. Right. After that, the first thing I notice is that they're smiling more. They're actually starting to connect together more. So they're actually asking each other, you know, uh, who they are and, and, and trying to sort of uh, uh, brace community and, and friendships and stuff like that. By the end of six weeks, the one thing I noticed after that is that they're, um, the way they represent themselves have changed greatly which you know. mean that The first class when they come, they're kind of coming after work, they're tired, you know, if they're lucky, they have remembered their workout pants, you know, um, all this stuff. And they just don't want to be very noticeable, so they're hiding in the side of the the room, you know. By the sixth class, everybody wants to be in the front, and everybody is dressed in much more colorful clothes, much more, uh, you know, you see the little things that we forget about ourselves as women, you know, Braising uh you know the way we look, uh, you notice that uh, you know maybe uh and nail's nail's done, you know a posture like and that all speaks of confidence, you know, like when people recognize who they are, what they are, and all the stuff they start uh, representing themselves in a much more confident uh, well spoken way than than ever
2: you know that is so true to my experience i remember the very first class i walked in and you were dancing at the front and i was looking in the mirror well I, no i wasn't looking in the mirror i was too afraid to even look in the mirror uh, i looked at you and i said oh my god there is no way i could ever do that and you know and yet here i am uh, do do it have done it have performed And it is possible, but that first day, uh, I couldn't ever fathom that 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 would be the case. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, we need to take a short break, but when we come back, I want to hear more about your uh, journey into starting a school here in Canada. Sounds good. Good. So this is Stories from the Heart of Leadership. This is Shamin Sadik, your host, and we'll be right back.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio.
1: boxing, like networking, is a contact sport. The more contacts and connections you make, the greater your success. If you're a business owner, sales agent, or job seeker, it's all about the connection. If you want help in your corner, pick up a copy of Knockout Networking today by speaker and author Michael Goldberg. Michael's book will absolutely help you generate more prospects, more referrals, and more business, or more job leads, or even more social connections. Knockout Networking will help you feel more confident speaking with people you don't know determine who your target market is the best way to introduce yourself at business meetings how to deliver an elevator pitch follow-up and how to generate more leads social media isn't always the answer but knockout networking is visit knockoutnetworking.com to pick up your copy of michael goldberg's book knockout networking remember nothing happens in business without a connection so make the right connections visit knockoutnetworking.com today
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio.
1: You are listening to stories from the heart of leadership. If you have a question or comment or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email her email address is Shameen at Anjali Leadership.com. That's S H A H M E E N at Anjali Leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership.
2: Welcome back. This is Shameen. <laughs> this is Shamin and Nada, and uh, Nada. Just before we jump in, I just want to mention um, I'm so privileged. I have two sponsors, well, three. Sorry, three sponsors for stories for the, from the heart of leadership, and I wanted to just say a few words about them quickly. Um, first, are two gentlemen who are just um, bring such a smile to my heart, uh, Jim Anderson and Dan Holden, two of my friends, mentors, colleagues. Um, friends, I don't know what else to call them, loved ones, have both been so generous in supporting me in this venture of Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Both of them you can find on the show page. If you scroll down on the right-hand side of the page, there are links, but if you want to find Jim, he's at fit to lead dot com and if you want to find dan he's at daniel holden dot com both of these guys are amazing executive coaches and leadership development consultants and you'd be uh, well well-served to reach out to them or at least check out their websites and see what they're all about. My other sponsor is the Full Circle Group, uh, an organization that I am so, so proud to be a member of and a part of. And we'll have more from them in the next week or so. So watch for links um, to their site from my show page then. So, Nada, back Mm -hmm. to us and this conversation about the dance. One of the things that I'm so passionate about is about hearing the stories of how people created what they created. So I wonder if you would tell us more about what, what happened when you came to Canada, how did you create the Egyptian Dance Academy, and, and what were the, the things that presented themselves to you, either challenges or opportunities that you needed to work with in order to create this?
3: uh okay, where do I start? Let me think um when when I moved to Canada, I moved to Canada on two thousand and uh and three okay and I moved actually to out west so uh in british columbia and um when I moved there I was um you know, I didn't really think there would be any belly dance or any dance of Egyptian style will be existing in Canada ever. I never even, it never even crossed my mind, you know? Right. And, um... When I moved there, my husband, my lovely husband, who is Canadian, um, he wanted it to to sort of like, oh, you know, um, I bought you a couple of classes for belly dance because I know that you miss your culture and you miss your art and, and stuff, and maybe you can just um, go see if you, if you like it and stuff. So I, I went there and... Um, and it was really fun for me because I enjoy it no matter no matter what level, no matter what it is, I just love it so much so i, I attended the class uh, um, with the instructor there in uh, in a little small city called Prince George uh, all the way up north of uh, of Canada and um uh, after they said they invited me to perform in one of their half hour galas or or it's a sort of like a student recital and i I performed uh, and then sure enough very very short, shortly after everybody was asking me to teach and um, like, I'm like, i never really taught before i assist I coach assist professionals in egypt uh, uh, in my dance company, uh, you know Notta troupe but I never really actually taught a beginner like I don't even know how to teach a beginner, you know. <laughs> Right, <laughs> it was it was like a big concept. Like, how can you teach someone that they've never heard the music, they never know the culture, the move? That's such a big task for me. Became you know, it's like I, I can't do that. I'm not I'm not good enough to do that. You know, mm. uh, and um, I insisted that I no no I, I just I'm happy to dance. That's all I want to do. I just miss miss my dance. I miss my culture and all that stuff. Um, sure enough, I a, a nun, a, an Iraqi lady at the time and um she said to me uh, listen you know, I just want you to help me with that class. That's all I want you to do. And, um, you know, that would be a great, uh, you know, a great help for me. And I said, okay, I, yeah, I mean, if I can help, sure, I will help, you know. Sure enough, she took my, uh, yes, I'm going to help as, yes, I'm going to teach. Uh, and advertising was, uh, you know, filled the mall in Prince George. And oh, I remember walking on that mall and everybody looking at me and I'm just, like, is there something wrong with me today? And uh, a couple of uh, young teenagers came to me, and they say, you are the new teacher of belly dance in Prince George. And I'm just thinking, what is she talking about? How does she know this? What is happening? And I said, how did you know me at all, like that I'm associated with belly dance? She took me straight to the advertising, right?
2: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> wow.
3: <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs>
2: And I was so there was, thinking, a, there was a poster or something in the mall with yes, your picture? Yes, it was oh all over gosh. the mall, yeah. Oh, my gosh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I didn't know if I should think, uh, you know, happy or upset or I don't know. But at the time, for me, I'm a, I'm a very much a doer, you know. Yes. And I just said, okay, I'll just do this workshop that she advertised and that's it. I will not teach. She has to know that I can't teach, all that stuff. So I prepared it, and uh, I prepared a choreography. You know, um, and uh, I just uh, I just taught the choreography, and I remember teaching like just follow me kind of thing. You know, I don't yes. even know how to explain the moves, right? It's yes. like just follow me, and uh, it was it was interesting because the, she managed to sell out the workshop. She, you know, people had great fun. You know, and then I said, oh my God, human beings, no matter where you go, they are the same. If something is really good, you feel in love with it, with it you know? Yes. Wow. N- n- like, it doesn't really need a miracle to make someone understand that something is really good. And from there i started um you know they kind of convinced me that i should teach you know so i start teaching a little bit but not really a lot um you know just one class a week kind of thing and then after that i moved to victoria and the same thing i've i've known some people there and they asked me to help with uh, with coaching and teaching and at that point i had no interest in opening my own business any of that stuff i just wanted to to feel still that it's something that I enjoy, I don't want to get involved in business and stuff. Um, moving to Toronto it was my next step, um, and uh, when I came here um, again, I got you know back for teaching and um, and stuff like that. But again, I wasn't, I was not going to ever open my own business. So, um, But um, I knew a a fantastic lady named Hanan Sultan, and she was the original founder of actually my academy. She was an amazing woman, uh, and um, she has asked me to come and teach at her academy, and I started teaching um, there. I just loved her. I loved how she just... fell in love with the Egyptian style. She was very, very respectable to uh, my culture and my tradition. And she basically just said, teach us everything, you know, here for all the students. I ended teaching, Shamin, and you're going to laugh, from one class, nine classes a week. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was crazy, you know. <laughs> I'm still crazy. <laughs> So wow. I started teaching the the nine classes a week, and then um, you know, for I think I worked with her for two years, and uh, she uh, wanted to move back. Cause she was American, and she wanted to move back home to United States and um, uh, leaving behind the studio. And she she. Uh, have convinced me. And again, it's so funny because I, I have not done anything in that uh, career of, of um, you know, after I left my career in law, I have not done anything with me actually sort of taking the initiative to do it. It was other people telling me this is what's good. And and, and it's it's funny, I mean, because hearing you a few minutes ago, um, when you're talking about ease and, and comfortable, you know? Yes, right. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's just not have to Uh, really fight over something or just like have to like really be upset and trying to get something it's just being at ease uh, things come to you. I love
2: that. I love that. That's in your whole story. I mean, from Prince George, which I've been to Prince George. I didn't even know that anybody there would would do belly dancing or even think about it. Me too. (laughs) Um, From the teacher that sort of threw you into the fire there uh, through your travels um, eastward to Toronto. It just sounds like everything unfolded with this exact gracefulness and ease that I've been noticing ever since I added this to my life. Wow, I
3: love exactly. that. Exactly, and that's what I like about it, that if you're, if you're at ease with yourself and you're happy and content inside, things come to you because you attract positive, you know? Um, it's it just, it, there's nothing else you can attract, really. And and so, move, moving, anyway, moving to Toronto, and, and she left me the business. She's just like, you're the best person to take care of that. You're the best person to run that. You're Egyptian. You got the training. You got everything. Uh, you should invest those training. You should not hide it just for yourself. Um, just give it to everybody, you know, and stuff like that. And it kind of gave me a, a mission because there was, like, many teachers at the academy at the time. Yes. Yeah, like the same like what we have now. And uh, and she made me responsible for that. And I remember her saying, because my first reaction was like, no, 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 I don't want any business. I'm happy just to, you know, to just dance and, and stuff. And and she said, you know, look at all these beautiful women and, and teachers and students uh, who are benefiting from that. What do you think will happen if we close the place? You mm-hmm. know? And, and suddenly I just... I just became the person I am, which is like, oh, my God, okay, I'm responsible. i got to take care of this, you know. And I took over, and um, thank God, like, uh, we have been, like, I'm so happy. I I think the Academy have really, really, um, you know, flourished even, you know, much, 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 much bigger in every aspect, in every presentation, uh, in everything. It's a lot of hard work, Shamim, I won't lie to you.
2: You know. I, can, I can see that. I can see how hard you work. I mean, just coming to the studio, um, watching you there, it's relentless. It seems like the pace. And yet, um, it seems like the very thing that you were put here to do. And I yeah. love the story of how repeatedly you said, "No, I don't think that's what I, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I don't know how to." And the people in your life that were there to guide you into this said, "Yes, you are. Yes, you yeah. can. Yes, you will." <laughs> and you stepped up and did. Yeah. It's just a yeah. beautiful, beautiful and, and leadership we need, story. We all
3: need that, mean Like we all need that. Like I. Yes. I, part, part, exactly. But part of the reason I really like the academy, especially with all. With all the, I mean, I'm not going to say just beginner dancer. Even like advanced and professional dancers, you know, is that there? We, we, I try, and we all of us at the academy, we try to embrace that, um, like you said, that support, you know, of like no, yeah, like what limits you is you. That's it. Absolutely. Nothing Absolutely. else you know, every woman is capable of doing everything she wants to do it 's just two things like you said that being that uh, content content within the inside, you know having yes. that ease of like whatever happens you 'll be able to get over it and, and take care of yourself and stand up again and and try one more thing or other things or, or whatever that would makes everything possible for everybody you know.
2: I'm looking forward to talking more after this break about how this helps people um, in bigger ways than just the dance. So we'll be back in a moment. We're here with Nada El Masriya from the Egyptian Dance Academy. We're talking about the grace and beauty of Egyptian dance. I'm Shamin Sadiq, and this is Stories from the Heart of Leadership. We'll be right back.
0: We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, Blackberry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, Blackberry App World, or Android Market.
5: What does success mean to you? Is it being just like the person on the other side of the fence where the grass is supposedly greener? We harbor too many feelings of envy and suppressed anger targeted at others, and it's holding us back from our success. Tune in to Wealthy Thoughts with Richard Levy. Just by listening, you'll be empowered to make positive lifestyle changes to live the successful life that you deserve to live. Wealthy Thoughts can be heard every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.
4: Hi, I'm Ed Krell, CEO of Destination Maternity. We proudly support the March of Dimes work to reduce the rate of premature birth. The numbers have gone down in the past five years, but still, nearly half a million babies are born too soon in the United States each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs to help more moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit MarchofDimes.com.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash World
1: Talk Radio. You are listening to stories from the heart of leadership. If you have a question or comment or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email her email address is shameen at AnjaliLeadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I-Leadership.com. Now, back to stories from the heart of leadership.
2: Welcome back. This is Shameen Sadiq. And I'm here with my teacher and friend Nada El masriya from the Egyptian Dance Academy. If you'd like to join our conversation, if you have a question or a comment, or maybe you're a dancer who wants to share uh, some of how dance has helped you, give us a call at 1-888-346-9141, and you can join us here on Stories from the Heart of Leadership. So Nada, during the break, you started to tell me about two things that are your intention for this year. And I, I said, don't tell me now. Tell me on the show. So what, what's up? What are, you, what are you wanting to create now or focus on now?
3: Uh, t- two, two things, I mean that have been really um, in my head. And um, one of them is we're, we're waiting. Um, like if, you, if you notice that the academy, the students that come to the academy, we have all ranges and we have all ages and everything, you know? Yes. Um, but what i really want to focus on is a younger generation as well you know what i mean like high school student and the reason i'm thinking about that is because we kind of wait until life Hits us right and left and bring us back and then finally we find you know the light somewhere with with a, with a dance um, you know like belly dance that that really helps us and helps us to to have a community helps us to to increase and, and, and embrace our self esteem and confidence and and at least just adding that that little exercise in everyday uh, life that we need and and my whole goal that I've been thinking about is like why are you wait why are we waiting why aren't we teaching that to our younger so they've already have a lead in life and a lead and in in what they what they want to be you know just like uh, raising that self-esteem from early age you know from from um and that's the the really difficult time as well like like teenager is a difficult time of of trying to create who you are and what you are and there's a big big struggle um in that in that kind of age uh, in trying to prove themselves and trying to be beautiful you know and with all the advertising and the stuff that's happening around us, you know, and how women have to lose that much weight or have to be this this way or have to be that descriptive, you know, to be beautiful and all this stuff. So forgetting, forgetting, like media forgetting and, and everything, forgetting that the the serenity and the ease within, uh, inside ourselves, that what really creates our self-image from the outside you know, and I think belly dance does this extraordinary. You know, it really does uh, help you from the inside to the outside. Like, it makes you calm, it makes you happy, it makes you confident. So, for that, uh, you change your outside to match what's your inside. You see what I mean? This is music
2: to my ears, and I know there's a second thing, but I want to talk about this with you for a moment first. Um, First of all, what you say is absolutely true. I was talking at the beginning about this person that I'm newly in relationship with, and one of the things that he tells me is that the very first thing he noticed about me was how confident I am. And they know that a great measure of that confidence comes because I've been studying and practicing Egyptian dance. I'm not saying it's everything, but it's a big, huge part of my physical presence, my ability to hold up my head, to look someone in the eye, uh, to just walk with a certain air of confidence that I think dancing in, in general helps us to build. The second piece is I love what you're saying about the kids. And in fact, I don't know if you know this, but I've been working with kids taking my craft, leadership development, and working with kids that way. And I've I've had the privilege over the last year and a half to work, and actually my guest next week is my partner in that work at the school. Um, I've been working mainly with kids between the ages of 8 and 13. So maybe a little younger than the age group you're talking about, but everything you say is ringing true for me. This Mm -hmm. is a time of great uncertainty for um, people at that age. They're trying, especially between a 11 and 13, trying to find their way. Do mm-hmm. I fit? How am I supposed to be? What does the media say? What do my parents say? Yes. One of the most profound things that one of these kids said to me was, if I could have life the way I wanted it to be, I'd be allowed to be who I really am, not who anybody else says I'm supposed to be.
3: Oh my goodness. That came from
2: a, an 11-year-old. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think you're I think you're absolutely onto something. And, um, it's exciting me to hear you say that because that's, that's the direction that I'm broadening into as well.
3: That's fantastic, I mean, and it has no, it, you know, there's no age limitation. I The reason I mentioned the, um, you know, the teenager, because I know this is where the toughest time, but if you can even prep them ahead yes. from that time, they already are prepared. Because I think part of the reason we get that confidence in Egypt is because we embrace that from younger age, you know what I mean? There is a community, there is, a, you know, like, that, because the art form is shared in a, in a community base, right? Like, we dance together kind of thing, you know? Yes. Um, um, and 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 that really uh, creates that awareness of of how beautiful you are. Like a lot of other art form, you have a specific the specifics. You know, you have to be that thin, you have to be that tall, or whatever it is that you know. Uh, that kind of. Um, give you specifics in order to be able to to do that type of of dance or that type of exercise, right? Even going to the gym, like I hear a lot of people complain that, like, they go there and they feel they don't fit because everybody there is totally fit and totally, you know, like masculine in some ways, you know, and stuff like that. But the the nice thing about belly dance and the Egyptian dance in general, because there is more than one form. It's not just belly dance and you don't have to wear the bra and belt, you know. You can totally cover it and still dance. That's what my mom does. That's what my family do in Egypt, you know, uh, but it's, it's um, it all, the nice thing about it is that really it does not give you any specifics of height, uh, uh, you know, it, it just doesn't have any specifics, you know, it's just like everybody looks beautiful, it managed to make everybody, no matter who you are, no matter what you are, you are beautiful, and it's not a superficial one, it's just because it reflects what's really inside you. You know what I mean? It's not like we, it's a, it's a, it's a lying mirror or any of that stuff. No, it reflects what's inside you. You feel confident. You feel in ease. You feel uh, beautiful about yourself inside your heart and inside your, your, yourself. You represent that. You start dressing this way. You start acting this way. You start raising your head up. You start smiling more. And that's what people want to see. People want to be friends and want to deal with people who are confident, who are smiling, who are happy. And you project that. If you, project that, you attract people who them the same thing to you, you know?
2: Absolutely. Uh, there was a day when I came to a workshop and I had, I remember this really well, you had some video people there and they were making a, a video with testimonials and I saw my testimonial later and the first thing I said was, I'm always going to wear makeup from now on because I didn't <laughs> like the way I looked. But, but that being said, I loved that, you know, I had the confidence to give an interview and to talk about the impact that this dance has had the thing that this points to for me is this notion of being in a journey for me this dance journey sometimes I have to be honest sometimes I go to the studio and I don't feel good about myself I feel like I might be the oldest one in the room or maybe I'm the largest one in the room sometimes I do feel that on the inside but there was a day recently where you asked us to um, put three moves together and just do it in front of each other like singly in front of each other do you remember Yes. Um, anyway so it it's not that long ago, but uh, maybe two weeks ago. Um, so we, um, uh, I was thinking to myself, oh, my God, I haven't been practicing. I'm not very good. I'm not going to be able to do this. And then I just said, okay, get over yourself. It's only three moves. Mm-hmm. So I put my three moves together, and I did it. And while I was doing it, I, I was too embarrassed to look at myself because I still felt kind of like I wasn't that great. But I looked at you, and you... Your your face mirrored back this this joyfulness that um, I that made me feel comfortable that made me feel like I'm okay that made me feel like no matter what this silly story that I'm telling myself in my head. Um, I'm actually okay, even in spite yeah. of that. And I think that's the journey to confidence, is the journey to to begin to tell ourselves a different story than maybe the old one, the old yeah. one of I'm not enough. And this is in your story, too. You know, I said I couldn't do it. I said I wasn't enough. I said yeah. I wasn't a good teacher. And then you do it, and you find out, oh, actually, I am. And then you begin yeah. to rewrite that story. And then suddenly you can teach. And then suddenly, I mean, in my story, I can dance. And yeah. um I can tell myself I am enough even if I'm not the skinniest one even if I feel you know kind of crummy today uh, I still am enough Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I agree I agree 100% like I I know I remember actually that day because I was looking at everybody in the class and I said Um, You know, once I said that, everybody had the question in in their eyes and the worries and all the stuff. And once everybody started doing it, and I remember you particularly, actually, uh, and I looked and I'm like, oh, my God, I wish they just danced like that all the time. You know what I mean? (sighs) <sighs> it's just that moment of, of, uh, of like you said, again, it's, I'm going to do it, and it doesn't matter, and I'm just going to feel good about it, and I'm going to try my best, you know, and then all of a sudden your body and your mind come in peace together, you know, and I think this is what we're, we're we don't have enough reassuring in life nowadays, you know, we don't have enough bigger community, we don't have enough, uh, you know, uh, we, we even now shy to tell each other you look beautiful or you look this, you know. Um, and I think uh, this is one of the main thing that Belly dancing, and particularly our academy, that brazes into is a community. You know, you you come there. I encourage all of you to know each other. I encourage all of you to to um, feel that you're you're not just in a, a business uh, sort of per se uh, place that you just paid to attend or use a machine and just leave. No, no, we're human. That we deal together. We need that positive uh, to to go around each other and 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 feel that that energy that we all feed of it in the end. Uh, you know, and with the positivity. And and the organism it's organic belly dance is organic you know it's where we're, we're doing something that is just perfect it harmonizes you know your emotional and your physical together it's it's amazing it's a really magic there is a reason why it survived that many years you know
2: beautiful it's beautiful uh, we're going to take another short break and then we'll come back and end and our show. And I do want to hear the second thing that is um, your intention for this year so that uh, all of our listeners can hear that too. So we'll be back in a moment. I'm Shamin Sadik, and this is Stories from the Heart of Leadership.
0: become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash world talk radio
5: the mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit how will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in earth's history Peter Tong has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on 7th Wave Network.
4: Are you a business innovator, or are you just sitting on the sidelines?
5: Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network.
1: Listening to Stories from the Heart of Leadership. If you have a question or comment, or just want to find out more about our program, please send Shamin an email. Her email address is shamin at Anjali Leadership.com. That's S-H-A-H-M-E-E-N at A-N-J-A-L-I-Leadership.com. Now back to Stories from the Heart of Leadership.
2: Welcome back. This is Shamin Sadik, and you're listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel Stories from the Heart of Leadership. I am so happy to be here with my guest, Nada El Masriya, today from the Egyptian Dance Academy. We were just bubbling over during the break because we're learning all sorts of things about each other and how we have this this shared uh, vision almost. Of creating community and building confidence and empowerment. And so it's very exciting. How is it for you, Nada?
3: It's awesome. It's fantastic. I, I am. I am really enjoying. Um, you know, really learning a lot about you, Shamim, too. And 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 it's uh, it's it's fantastic to see the ideas that you've which you've talked to me about it before. You know what I mean? Uh, but to, to to hear it more and more, it, it's just uh, it's just fantastic to see some. You know, someone that really braces the same values and the same um, understanding. I, I really, I'm really enjoying that very much, very much.
2: You know, one of the things that you said just before the break that really ties to um, what I feel about my life purpose or my professional purpose is this notion of, um, you you call it building, I think you said community, feeling like you're part of something bigger than just yourself and, and having the studio as a place where people come to, not only to exercise, not only to learn how to dance, but also to become part of a community. And that has definitely been my experience at your, um, Academy, this the piece where it um, links to my my work is that this this very radio show that we're speaking on now arose out of my awareness that part of why I'm here is to help people come into a different relationship with their sense of aloneness um, that that people tend to think that they're the only one. Feeling this way, thinking this way, and what I realize more and more and more, and this conversation is underlining that, is that we all have doubts, we all have fears, we all have old stories that we tell ourselves that don't really serve us that well. And the more we can know that others think that way too, or that others are grappling with those same things, the, the more connected we feel
3: yeah exactly exactly Shemaine. You, you you said it exactly like it's perfect execution of of really saying the ideas you know um it's it's the you know it's it's so interesting because you know have have been now living in egypt i, I mean in in canada for probably 12 years now Yes. and grew up in Egypt yeah and grew up in egypt um for twenty five years yeah and um and just just noticing the differences, like Canada is a beautiful country we have we are so lucky to be here, you know. And Egypt is another amazing country that I am so proud to be an Egyptian, you know, and, and, and Canadian at the same time. I'm so lucky, like, be part of just two civilizations that are amazing, you know? Yes. Um, one braces nature and one history. It's just like, I feel like so lucky about that, you know? And, and one of the things that I really feel that our community here is lacking is exactly a community, is actual community, you know? Is, is, um, but nowadays the the definition of a friend does not really um Go the way that it used to be, you know, or the the way that I've I've learned it when I was young, you know, and and it's um we don't we don't like you said exactly we're afraid of expressing our emotion. We share only a coffee and tea, but we don't share a complaint. For sure, we don't. You know, everybody yes. is complaining or upset about something. They close their doors and they they just talk to themselves and stay at the end being going crazy or an antidepressant or whatever it is that that uh, that serves them after. You know, but. We're scared of expressing those emotions. We're scared of, um, of, of saying how we feel, whether it's silly, whether it's smart. Who cares, right? And I think this is one of, of, of my goal is when you know yourself very well and you're in ease with yourself, you're also able to talk to everybody. You're able to, rather than wait to go into a deeper problem, and go into, God forbid, you know, antidepressant or, 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 or medications or whatever because, you know, you're not talking, you're not getting this stuff out, out of your chest, uh, you know, is to create that community that we're able to share beautiful things, uh, to raise our self-confidence uh, and able to make friends that actually care to think the same. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I think that um, you're right. That is something that our, our the way that our technology is and the way that we're so addicted to our smartphones and our and our yeah. tablets has um, kind of got us, um, even Facebook sometimes can be such a, a place of just showing the surface. And yet there's this yearning that I find in people um, all over North America who I work with To connect at this deeper level. And one thing for sure about belly dance is it's helped me. To be able to do that with myself, just the part about bringing my emotions out in some of the dance, mm-hmm. you know, bringing out the story as you call it. You know, what's the story that I'm going to dance today? Is it the story of I'm shy and I'm and I'm and I'm sweet, or is it the story of I'm this, you know, beautiful, confident, sexy woman? Or what is the story that I want to show today in my dance or express in my dance? And then I have to reach into myself to yeah. find that and bring it out. And so. Yeah. That's how it's helped me in my work because people, I believe, are yearning for that deeper conversation. And if we can't have it with ourselves, it'll be really hard to have it with anybody else.
3: Absolutely absolutely it's it's it is really important like i feel that this is a really important thing like we're like i don't know if it's me or not i'm i'm not going to resume to be an you know that i did a statistic or any of that stuff i'm just going to say you know just like a, a in a generic uh, sort of uh, thing like the increase of of um you know of of um of people that are depressed, uh, you know. I mean, we understand that we have very long winter, you know, uh, and all the stuff, but um, I think uh, we don't really have enough uh, um, uh, community, and I think... Uh, one of the things that belly dance, uh, or Egyptian dancing gener- generate, is this kind of a, a, a real connection between people, a real connection uh, between people that are coming there, they, got, they have the same goals exactly, you know, they are not being listened to because they've been told the word, don't take it personal a million times, like how many times this being said in the front of you everywhere, you know, don't right. take it personal, how can I not take it personal, I am a human being, you know. Right. I need to right. take it personal. I need to feel that I'm a person, and I need to know that you're personal, too. You're a person, a person talking to a person, you know? Uh, and and uh, all these kind of emotions that we are, you know, sort of like closing a door on it and blocking it a million times because we can't say, hey, you know, I'm I'm sad about this, I'm upset about that. Uh, we're even not confronting each other. We're not telling each other the truth anymore, you know? We're not uh, all these stuff. I believe that in, 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 in belly dance and, and Egyptian dance, and particularly now, our academy, we try to make people um, uh, be, be sincere with their emotions, uh, able to express it without being shy about it, uh, uh, able to say what they feel and what they, what, what they like, uh, you know. And by, by understanding what you feel and what you like, you right there have resolved what you want out of life. You know what I mean? You right there have wrote down what you need and what, if you're able to say what you like and what you don't like and you're able to speak it loud and tell it, yes. you're already resolved inside yourself.
2: Nada, it has been such a pleasure to have you here to have this conversation. I found all sorts of new places for us to go together, and um, I'm so glad that you shared with our listeners the deeper conversation underneath the uh, the art and the grace and the beauty of Egyptian dance. Thank you so much for coming.
3: You're very welcome. Thank you very much, Amin. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. (laughs) Awesome. So,
2: listeners, here's something for you to let simmer in the pot between now and next time. How could grace and beauty add to and strengthen your impact? What complementary cross-training, quote-unquote, could you engage yourself and your organization in that would expand your range and make you even more effective than you are already? Take that. Let it simmer. And if you have thoughts that you want to share with me that I can share on the air next week, send me an email at shamin at Leadership.com. For now, I will leave you with uh, that to simmer and we'll look forward to being together again next week where I hope to have my partner from the work I do with kids at a elementary school. So I will see you next week. This is Stories from the Heart of Leadership. And I'm your host, Shameen Sadiq. Thank you so much for listening. Take care.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today for Stories from the Heart of Leadership. Shameen Sadiq will be back next Monday with another extraordinary guest at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope you'll come back as well. Have a terrific week. And remember, you are not alone.